0: You're listening to season two of NFT three sixty five, talking crypto, blockchain, Web three, non fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f- is a non fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT three sixty five, powered by the ADHD coin. Here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. <laughs>
1: up friends welcome back to another episode of nft 365 and i'm here with my good co-host jordash jordash how's it going my friend man it
0: is another amazing day hopefully it's gonna be another amazing episode excited to be here
1: so we are you know we're kind of like we're ending the year of 2022 but like it's kind of funny like I mean, this is a weird, uh, like part of the episode, but right? like, even like the, ch- the, the idea of a calendar, like the end of a year is like a weird notion, right? Like, I don't even, I don't like daylight savings. It's useless in today's day and age. Right. Um, like time zones are also a weird anomaly that like exists in our world. And I think even like the end of the year, cause like Christmas is cool, but like, like, I don't think of the end of the year until like winter is over. I don't know about you. But, like for me, like right. winter is just like, that's always the end of the year. And so like, for a lot of us, we're going to take off time. Things are going to be different. But, um, I mean, let's face it, the the Web3 year is like, when does the bear market end? That's when <laughs> this year ends, right? Like, I, right. I will be happy to celebrate a new future whenever the bear market – I don't, actually, I don't even need the bear market to end. I just needed to settle down and find its bottom. So
0: right. It doesn't have right. To be
1: chaotic. Right. Like I don't right. think it needed to end. Just, just <laughs> stop doing what you're doing right now. Right.
0: Right. I, I feel like I wake up every day. I'm like, all right, what shoe's gonna drop today? Like I feel like we're in this epoch where it's just this long lasting. But you know, it's you know, I think kind of like what we talked about last episode. It's it's legitimately weeding out who needs to be weeded out. And you know, it's it's spurns some innovation that's gonna gonna kind of take shape. But yeah, 100. Like. I, I will be a happy camper when uh yeah when, when there's a bottom when we know there's a bottom that's been hit but we don't know the bottom until we actually can look back and know say that was the bottom that's that's the the cool thing about markets is you don't you we may be at the bottom right now you just never know we will be able to i'll be able to tell you here in a couple months
1: yeah and you know and you know and you know in that realm right of like things going crazy right uh i believe sam bankman Fried is uh uh, currently right now on an airplane out of the Bahamas. Apparently he did not like that he did not get his vegan food uh, in the Bahamas <laughs> in jail. um, jail, and he realized, uh, you know, U.S. jail probably is better for him. But, um, you know, in all seriousness, like, I mean, there's – not only has there been waves of change in, like, news cycles, but there's been waves of change with, like, innovation and, let's face it, some things that have been – are starting to be delivered right now – That I think are are under the radar in the weirdest of ways because if you would have gone back six months from now, like there were probably like we want games to exist in the space, right? We want big brands to be deploying actually like planned out, thought out initiatives. We want you know web two executives and VCs to investing money in the space. We want projects to go beyond the PFP. Funny enough, like all four of those are happening right now. Right, they're happening in such a weird builder market that it's like. It almost is like a like something that we haven't highlighted enough. So I know we're going to kind of dive into to some of that conversation now because I mean, let's face it, some of this stuff is exciting, and at the least, some of it is at least we are at least setting like a, a culture, a norm, or a bottom, even in like a bottom of like what is the bare minimum we will accept for a let's just say other sides, right? Like right. that gas war that happened on other side, like that was the day. Like I feel like for me. That was the day the bull run ended like literally that day of the most chaotic i I mean it was it was the most disgusting and chaotic version of a nft dropped by the largest native web3 nft brand that we have and like one could argue if it's their fault or or whose fault it was like i don't even really give a crap about that part of it (laughs) right but it's more of like what was what was everyone excited about on that day which kind of like ended the bull run right and like have we seen the fruits of that labor <laughs> and like <laughs> and like and not only have we seen the fruits of the labor but like how many people that spent all that money on other side deeds that had how many of them have sold their bold ape how many have sold their mutant their, right. their dog How many have sold their their other side to either tax harvest you know save money um pay back loans like let's yep. face it like in the weirdest of ways the market that they capitalized on other, and I'm speaking about Yuga and yep. uh, other side, what they capitalized on back then was so powerful yet. Would you argue it's pretty much been squandered to where we're at today?
0: A hundred percent. Like if you think, I mean, and, and, touch on these like the gas like from and i'm just thinking from an investment standpoint right like if i paid well i don't even remember what the mint price was on, on those things right with and i know they're an eight coin or whatever it was but it was a couple thousands it, of dollars I think, it was like, like it was like
1: twenty eight hundred dollars usd i think for the mint. okay
0: so and, and then you're paying you're gonna pay people are paying a couple grand in gas prices right so you you yep. might be in for four to five grand at that point in time usd um fiat side of things and you know like That just, that hurts. (laughs) That's all I gotta say is that hurts because I, and you remember, you know, we were in, um, we were in Ohio in June, right? And the market already crashed. I remember I walked day two, I walked up to you, I was like, I just bought another side. I finally got my other side, right? And I was like, oh, I got a hell of a deal on it, right? It was like at two or three ETH at that point in time when ETH was cheap, you know, relatively still is cheap.
1: Yeah, you, um, you bought it for what people paid gas for. Well, their they were
0: paying gas right? for, right? And so, and, and I just wanted to get into the ecosystem, right? That was, I don't have any, any apes. I don't have any mutants. I don't have any dogs. I don't. And I was like, you know, this is going back to, you know, we talked about last episode. This is me just betting on the creators and betting on the ecosystem and the resources they have behind them that, you know, it's it's going to raise all ships in that in that ecosystem. But I, I 100% agree. I think they – Yuga, in a sense, they've they had such luck on timing both from when they minted the board apes back you know in 2021 in the in the in the perfect storm that was around that at that point in time for them to be able to do that and what they've been able to build. and they were had three or four months of crazy bull run leading up to 2022 that got them you know skyrocketed floor prices and then obviously you know the we we can talk about their tactics all day long whether they're right or wrong but then it led into you know the the other side which going back to what you were saying was you know, everybody's waiting for that first company to truly, truly launch that first metaverse that everybody, the perception of that is. Right. And we're looking at it. Okay. Yuga is coming out with land and Yuga is about to launch their own metaverse. They have four, it's a $4 billion valuation. They just raised $450 million. in was it May or April time? Yeah, frame? April, like, yeah, April. like if they can't do it, we're in a lot bigger trouble. So like, of course, people were jumping on that, and you got to remember also this was, I don't, eight Ad, coin drop before that, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah I remember, jump,
1: yep, and it and dropped. Whole... I think February, the like February. Oh, or, right. Actually, no, I know when it dropped because it was when my wallet got hacked. It dropped March 11th, right? March. Oh, yeah,
0: February, yeah, March that 19th. email. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, and so and you think about that, like how many millionaires did they make with that coin drop from those i mean and that was liquid like that was people that could actually they they could hold their board eight so they could let go of some of their their eight coin to bring get some of that liquidity back and so it was it was such a perfect storm that i this is what i was talking about i'm like you can't catch lightning in a bottle. Like, I don't know if there's ever going to be another Yuga labs or another, and there may be in the, you know, in the future in the next evolution of this industry, but like they caught such lightning in a bottle with the timing and the way they've been able to do that. It it just, it catapulted them to a whole nother level that I feel like we talked about last time, all these other entity businesses have been trying to replicate and trying to catch up on. And as from a consumer side or an investor or holder side of things, a hundred percent, man, like those people that, that, that got in on that, on that mint, I like you said, tax harvest, tax loss harvesting all day long. At that point in time, right? And Because I mean, you got you got other sides in in, in the 1.2, 1.3 ETH. If I remember, this, and that's like yeah. even that I've taken a hit on mine that I that I've acquired, right? But I'm in there for the long term.
1: And I remember um, telling you, like, dude, you got a hell of a deal, right? Right, right. And I think at the you know at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about what Yuga did that I think is like positive, right? We they have like some really big announcement. We'll tap into that, but we're we're right. talking about like. Big brand, big uh, conversation, right? One of the right. things that we all know, like I remember the very first NFT NYC I went to, Artifact was like yeah. the, ooh, like Nike, like I mean, let's be real. I mean, I probably have spent, like, I think mean, we're both like the amount of money I've spent to give Nike over the years. I mean, I'm not even sure, like, if there's a brand other than like a car company, right? Like, I've owned five big G. Big purchases,
0: but, right, 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 like, right.
1: What other, what other brand have we spent? continually from like teenager <laughs> to to in our you know in our late 30s 40s like nike is it like i mean that's a brand of, of all brands i right? like so what's your take on artifact where it's at now their most recent yeah. uh, updates give give people a little taste of that because i think i think for not a lot of people like i mean i was mad i missed artifact at the beginning right. and then it dipped and then i couldn't see the value and i I'm like talking about kicking myself then Um right. But like what what's your take what give a little give us a little landscape on art yeah aren't familiar
0: well i'll tell you a hundred like you got me thinking how much money i have probably spent night i gave nike man i mean <laughs> my heyday i think i had 90 pairs of air force ones at one point in time i had you know i couldn't tell you how many pairs of jordans i've had over the years and you know and it was really until i got to college and i was like oh wait i gotta actually start paying bills i can't just spend all my money on shoes now i gotta yep. start doing the other stuff right and so a hundred percent. So, you know, obviously I was saying with you, when I saw, you know, with the Artifact coming out in, in that collaboration or the partnership acquisition, whatever you want to call it with Nike, um, I was like, yo, they're about to, they can do some damage with this thing. Right. And, and, and if, if you're, if you're listening to this episode right now, you, I, I would encourage you to kind of even just look at the whole ecosystem. Cause they got a hell of an ecosystem they built out right there. Um, you know, kinda, it's, it's, complex. it's complex. It's complex. And it's it's going to take some time to head or wrap your head right. And I think that's, something this nft businesses need to be aware of is like as you continue to build and layer on and layer on and layer on as you're growing you got to remember there's still people entering your game in the first quarter like you may be in quarter three meaning you may be two-thirds of the way through or you're you know two-thirds of the way through the game that you're building but there's people coming in at, at step one that you got to make sure that it's easy for them to onboard if not all you're doing is just moving the same people to that game. And that's something I, I know for me, you know, I think we talked about another project that had that, we, that you were in previously um, that I was thinking about getting in. That was my biggest complaint. I was like, man, I don't have the time to sit down and, and learn the game vacation side of things. Like right? yep. I need to be, I need to know the rules of the game that I'm playing so I can, so I can play to win in a sense. Right. And that's kind of how I look at artifact right now, but you know, the big launch they just had was it, just a few weeks ago was you know their crypto kicks right and this was like when I saw these and they 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 gave a preview down at uh, at our baz they use basil 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 I can't talk um, I always
1: mess it up both ways I don't
0: know I will call I call it basil I like basil on my pizza <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside they, gave, they there was a there was an interview and they gave kind of the preview and I was like okay those are kind of cool so here's what happened though like this is and I think there's a lot of lessons I want to give you get your take on this too though is so. People minted this monologue monolith two NFT. I was it back in April or summer time frame. All right, maybe that was a transition, but then it, it turned into this lace engine NFT, right? And this lace engine, and and, and you gotta remember, people are paying for ETH, and this was back before the market crashed. People paying you know, over five grand yeah. for this NFT. And so they were they've been holding this for you know eight, nine months in their wallets, and then finally the crypto kicks are launching, right? This in, in real life physical shoe that has these auto laces, kind of like from from uh back to the future it has these lives up it's you charge it it's going to be part of their move to earn initiative kicking off this year so people are pumped and then the price drops and then we look at these shoes and they admit and, and you can see if you look go look at this lace engine chart you can see it leading up to the two days before launch or the announcement it was selling for you know 1.6, 1.7 ETH people were buying those things for. There was almost 400 ETH of volume, and then it dropped to 0.2. And then right now, I think currently it's just like 0.03, and here's why. And this goes back to what we were talking about last on our last episode on 367. People were expecting of some sort of value for, for buying this NFT that they were going to get. And what it turned out to be was these shoes, normal price, the average person, the public price was $1,500 to $600, depending on kind of what model you bought. If you held this NFT, it was $100 to $300 off. So it was like a coupon. And so you're sitting here like, I just paid potentially, these people paid five grand for a coupon to get $300 off a pair of shoes, right? Misalignment of value, like off the back. And then on top of that, to compound that, and this is where i think artifact I, it's 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 so surprising that they didn't they didn't have somebody to think through this these shoes have lithium ion batteries in them you charge them legitimately the same batteries our cell phones have in them there is regulations when it comes to shipping that you cannot ship these to any country you want to so there basically it came down to hey we can only ship these to the us people all over the world bought these nfts expecting to get these shoes in some form or fashion so let alone now they're pissed off that they got a discount code And now you're like, yo, I can't even get them to ship to my country. So like from from a business standpoint, you got to sit here and ask yourself, am I doing what's best for the people, some of my most loyal customers? Or do I need to figure out a solution to the problems that may arise? Because problems always arise. But like it goes back to we were talking about before, too, from a value standpoint. Hold on. I just gave you a whole bunch of money. And now you want me to give you more money? Like I, I'm one of your most loyal customers. I'm thinking, like, if I and I don't own any, so you know, full disclosure. But like, this is what I'd be going through my head because I almost bought some. We were on a group chat. I'm like, should I buy these? I'm hitting, I'm hitting up my sneakerhead friends. I'm like, can I flip these? Can I get a couple pair? Flip these, offset this, blah blah. blah. And then it's like, do I really want to spend twelve hundred dollars on a pair of shoes? Like, really? Like, it might be cool from like an artifact standpoint. Like, hey, in two years, I got the first crypto kicks. But I'm sitting here like, from a deploying my capital, do. Am I gonna even want to wear them? Am I even gonna want to put have these things touch the ground? Or these are gonna be a straight investment? And then on top of that, I'm if I was an investor, if I bought this NFT, I'd be like, "Yo, like I maybe you don't get them for free, but dude, like you need there needs to be something. If I spent if you looked at people are spending five multiple thousands of dollars, and you're gonna give them a couple hundred dollars off, asinine, like asinine to me.
1: (laughs) My expectation was. I expected to have to pay like 150 to 300 bucks, not 153 dollars, 100 dollars off. And I expected those that had the NFT to have them a year before they went public, right? Like, right. like now, right. now we're like, and and a question I think we have to ask is like, this is a product of this backwards, upside down funding model that has existed in NFTs. And the yeah. saddest thing is, who do we think we could trust <laughs> when it comes to deploying capital and saying, hey? If I'm buying this, even if it takes months for them to deliver it to it, at least I know they're not going anywhere. It's freaking Nike. I mean, right. of all of the brand, I mean, and I will tell you, like, I mean, damage control was there, right? I mean, like, holy hell, like, they rolled this out and like, the first noise was like, wait, you came and ship it to my country, right? And like, right. And for those that, like, are, like, plug your shoes in, like, my daughter has, uh, the roller skates that, like, the wheels pop out of the bottom. Those plug in at night. Like, she plugs those into the wall at night because they have batteries for the lights and she can, like, double tap and the wheels come out and stuff. So it's not, like, it's not, like, the idea of, like, plugging your shoes in and, like, shipping with, like, batteries is, like, new. And, like, someone even said, like, Nike has, I think Nike has hats that have battery chips in them for, like, um, Bluetooth sensors. So, like, this isn't like a like like groundbreaking you know solution, but right. yet they didn't factor in international. Yep. They also, I think, the presentation of it from a standpoint of like they didn't really put out anything like two teaser. Vi- you you mint this, you get two teaser videos. And then you get the video, and then I mean, I will say, like, I mean, you, this is how you know that they were like damage control when yeah. Phil Knight, who Phil Knight doesn't do just about anything anymore, <laughs> right? He's oh, Phil Knight jumped out and like he does a video like where he's like, "I'm gonna sign some of these shoes. I'm right. gonna sit here and talk about like the the virtual reality and the AR component of it, like, right. like, and like, rightfully so, right? And like, the question then becomes like, and I think this is probably a, a whole another episode we could do in the future. Of like it artifact as a whole, I feel like hasn't lost brand trust as a whole. The 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 sneaker drop has, but like for me, like in a way, it's like, how am I now confident that Nike won't just shell this investment? Because Nike's yep. bought billions of dollars of things and never turned them into anything. Like <laughs> yep. be really clear, yep. right? And like that scares me like on a whole nother level. And I mean as sneakerheads, as people that like love like the space, like I've even though neither one of us had one, right. I wanted people that invested their money to get them first to feel like they were because like it it provides the coolest use case ever for NFTs. Like, 100%. hey, we need to build a new sneaker. We have people that already pre-funded it. We have people that we can ask for their feedback on what they want. We have people that are going to be promoting a living hell out of it because they spent so much damn money. Yep, like. I mean, they literally had what every sneaker brand would kill to have for a launch and then flopped it. I mean, right. Holy hell. What? A, I mean, what a disaster.
0: And I, I think you 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 brought up two very, very good points. The lack of launch behind this was was crazy because you don't know. I mean, I can't imagine how much money went into the development of this. Like there, this was this was a heck of a project to be to be going. And then. I don't know who I, I, I just, I feel like they like, Hey, now we're ready. Let's go, <laughs> go make a couple videos. And here we go. Like there should have been, so there should have been build up over the last 60 days leading up to this point when they were going to be launching this, right. And, but, and I think you brought up the other good point was there is so many other ways that you can reward or add value to your holders, to your people without, cause it's a physical product. Of course there's cost associated with this. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't just a piece of digital art that. There's not much overhead, right? There is manufacturing hard cost to this. So, like I said, I wouldn't expect anything for free, or if there was, maybe there was a raft for the holder, whatever. But, like, there was going to be some cost associated with it, right? Yep. But, like you said, giving them early access in the sneakerhead community, bro, that's huge value. That's huge perceived value oh, because yeah. now I'm the first of the first to have this shoe that I can go talk about, or I could flip. Right, there's a lot of people in the game just to flip the shoes, right? And and you need and. I don't care what anybody says. You want those people flipping in your industry because, but Nike's are sneakers.
1: Nike is the exact benefit of every 100%. sneakerhead flipping that has ever existed in the world. hundred percent, hundred percent. The sneaker market does not stay at one hundred and fifty plus USD for all these years. If it wasn't no. for this ridiculous secondary market that you and I play into, love, enjoy, like I mean, like 100%. we are both part of that, right? And like
0: hundred percent fully aware miss, of
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for them to miss the mark on like de- i mean nike right now and this is like december is teasing their super bowl ad i'm going to argue they spent 30x on this deployment of artifact and they did the super bowl ad yet right. they have a rollout for the super bowl ad
0: like 100% 100% <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what was going on in those, in those strategy meetings, right. That it'd be, it'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall, but like, but you know, but you said, like you said, the PR was in hyper overdrive those next couple days. But I think I, I even, I think they did a good job, you know, coming out with a potential solution for the, with the yeah. hub to be able to, to ship those. And you can, you got to made if you're an international to figure that out, but I still, and maybe it's just how, like my, my frame, but like, they still didn't solve the problem. Like, I feel like they should have, like, they they gave them a, a parcel solution to say, hey, you can, we got this hub that we can going to give you holding to figure it out. But, like, I would argue that they should take that one step further from a customer loyalty standpoint of, hey, we're going to help actually get these to your to your front door if you're international, right? And I don't know if there's any regulation behind that, but, like, or what the, what the things, but it's, like, I feel like there's one more step they had the opportunity to take. But then the other thing I would say, too, though, is, I think this also brings up, and if you're an NFT founder, or if you're a, if you if you're involved in any of this business, I think just the perception of appearing greedy can kill any momentum that you've built out inside of your community. And I think that's that what's happened with this artifact launch was the appearance of greed with the coupon code, quote unquote, and then the um, and even then they really didn't address the price point. And when they came back out, right? And so like that's where it's like. I don't th- I don't know if they feel like they need to justify the price point, but I feel like they should have at least addressed the elephant in the room. And I think their only thing that they did was, Hey, we're going to drop our royalty from 10% to 5%. Cool. I mean, but that's still not addressing. Why are these shoes costing $1,200 for me? That somebody who just spent $2,000, $3,000 for this NFT. So you're telling me like, I'm all in, if I'm all in, I'm, I'm paying basically five grand for this pair of shoes that I wanted.
1: Right. And it's like, not only, it's fi- it's like sank costs because I've been minted this thing six months ago, right? Like I've held right. this NFT, like, right. like that's even worse. And like, I think the question we have to ask is like, is it greed? Is it naive? Is it assumption that Web3 people will just kind of bow down? Like, cause like, right. like my, like if they would have asked me and like, they would not have asked me, but if they would have asked me on how they solve the international problem, they, right. I would have, I would have said, hey, They're going to pick six events in 2023 and have three of them in the US, three of them international and tell every person you register and you tell me you're coming to that event. I will have your shoes there for you to pick up in person right there. Yes. Yes. And guess what? You could do a party at that event that people have to only artifact people get in. So then you're, you're covering the cost of like, whatever you, I mean, like whole, and you have a marketing ploy, you have all the people putting their shoes on you have content for
0: For three
1: years because (laughs) it's not me like shipping them to their house like like i'm nike's freaking smart like they have marketers that can but like the truth is (laughs) the question comes like someone asked me was brian do you think this is artifact the original team too involved is it nike making like assumptions that hey like because let's face it and like this is well, we're gonna get on to Starbucks here in a second. yeah, like you know, who else dropped the ball? There was this game that happened on like the world platform um <laughs> with this guy who now has the world's most popular Instagram post, right, wearing a jersey from a brand that happens to have an nFt, adidas, right. right. And how does Adidas not capitalize on the World cup with their nfts? And I mean, the Adidas drop originally was was a hot mess, but I felt like they did a good job of like damage control, which right. these brands at this point they're like masters of damage control. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Like, <laughs> like they've done the amount of things that like they've had to like you know spend or fix. But if you had a look at what Adidas was investing in, like they said the jerseys on Adidas.com for Messi right. are sold out in every single size, and they have a hundred thousand of every size they don't even ship until may and they are until may and it has the adidas three stripes on it it's like i mean i mean kudos to i mean adidas with their the the argentina jersey and like picking the right horse and like that whole thing but talking about like a missed op or i mean even if it would have been something as small as like a, a pfp drop for every adidas holder they changed their profile photo to support the world cup and the the brands that were i mean so like right. like to me this is like two of the largest i mean nike adidas right. and they understand our culture probably better than a majority of these brands right they understand yep. the flipping culture they understand yep influencer marketing, uh, celebrity endorsements. I mean, like (laughs) literally they understand everything that most of these other brands would not yet. Both of them, in my opinion, um, 2022 Epic fails for both Adidas and Nike. But if they are listening or someone here listens and sends them, Jordan, Ash and I are here to help them out with 2023 (laughs) strategy. I mean, we, 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 I mean, I'm telling you, I, I mean, when I, I I jumped into their discord for that public damage yep. control and I was like, dude, they're doing a good job. They're owning right. it. Right. And then when they gave the aid solution and I was like, I'm like,
0: missed it again. <laughs> <"What>?
1: <laughs> right. And I'm not even right. international, right? Like this is like, right. like, right. I'm not even in that real. Yeah. So. No,
0: I, uh, I we could, I, we both could have got the shoes if we wanted to, but like, I'm telling you, like, as I was watching this play out, like it, every moment I was like, I'm I'm definitely not going to get these shoes. I'm like, there's like, I'm like the way that they're handling this. I don't even want to, I can't even support this anymore. The way they're hand, but I, it was, it was. I was happy to see the pushback from consumers. Yep. Like I was happy that people raised their voices and they were angry enough that they said, Hey, we're going to speak out about this because like you said, this could have easily just been let's Hey, these guys are just going to accept this, what it is. There was at least enough backlash to get them to, to respond. Now we can argue about how the response was, but Going Even going back to it, with Adidas, I think, and even with this like one thing you said, I don't know how much, how involved was a core Adidas or core Nike team marketers, their A squad involved in this stuff. Because I feel like, and I think this just goes wrong with a lot of these Web3 brands. Even though you look at the Nikes, like that's one of the brands that we throw around a lot because like they're doing so much on the digital space, the metaverse space, yada, yada, yada. I still think it's it's from an attention standpoint internally. It's still a very very small percentage of time, budget, resources that are being spent or focused on this because they're still running a multi billion dollar business. And so I think it's we see it in 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 the industry as people in this space. We see it. Oh my gosh, we got these big brands focused on us. These big brands playing their perspective of hey, we're just still experimenting. We're just throwing some things around. We're just you know we're we're exploring more and more of like how it is, but we're not this is probably 2% of our time a month is probably spent on that. I would argue from some of these key influencers inside of that space. Um, And it's, it, al- it makes the sense.
1: Only, the only flip of that is that they evaluate enough to put Mr. Knight out there to do a video, right? Like, right. Like, you know, in, in a
0: weird way, way, they see the value though. That's the thing. Right, That's right. why Mr. Knight was saving face
1: <laughs> now, but the point, the question, like the truth is, Mr. Knight wasn't in the promo videos prior to Damage Control, right? Like, so let's be like, let like to your point, like, because like I know there will be people listening to this, and it's like, oh, it's because they don't give a shit about that that product. Well, they give enough to realize the Damage Control required 100%. person that is very rarely associated with any. Like, I remember people talking about like when when Jordan was going through the the negotiation, and like Knight wouldn't even come out to endorse the Jordans with with what I mean, like so like. Let's be real. Like there, there is that there now on the flip side of all of this um, we have Starbucks, right? Which, I mean, Holy cow. Talking about brands upon brands. I mean, I mean, Nike, I mean, Starbucks, I mean what we're missing, we're missing Tesla, Apple, and Amazon. And we're pretty much freaking the the Kings of their, their space. What was your, I'm curious. I don't think we, you and I have talked about this even offline. What was your initial kind of like, you know, Starbucks rolled out. They they said it was gonna be US only. They called them digital collectibles or digital stamps. They did not use the word NFTs. Yep. They talked yep. about it being a, a phased out approach, but they did talk about it being integrated in the reward system and being something that would be fully immersible in the mobile side. What was your take kind of initial launch, initial kind of conversation around Starbucks?
0: Yeah, I I think up to this point, Starbucks has knocked it out the park, to be honest with you. Um Purely from a couple, and we'll, we'll t- touch on a couple points here. I think, um, and we learned this from the from the Reddit launch, right? Yep. Don't call things NFTs for mass market. Do not call things wallet for mass market appeal because people don't know what that is. It confuses. It's a, it's a they're charged terms right now that people have preconceived notions of those, right? So calling those stamps, calling their wallets, passports um, is is genius. To be honest with you, um, that's. I mean, I think I saw last that I saw. I think five million and from reddit i think five million um of those of their pfps have been minted and over four million wallets created since july like talk about adoption and bringing onboarding people huge and so like that's right cheers round of applause to reddit now when you're looking at starbucks who i would argue has probably one of the largest reward programs out there i don't know that's i don't fact check me on that but i know they have over 27 million
1: i would love for someone to to pick a different company that has a bigger one. Like I can't even think right. of a reward. Like what other, I, I think you're right. I think I, if, if there it's, is it's another one, seven
0: I mean, million, yeah, definitely right. not top of seven million 7 million reward award members out there. Right. And I think the last thing I saw last that I saw when I was looking into this, um, I think these reward members make up over 50% of their U S revenue. Right. So that's like, now we're, now we're talking from a Starbucks standpoint, they're jumping in feet first into this, into this space because they understand, look, we have access to 27 million of our customers that make up 50% of our US revenue. How do we do more for them? How do we start bringing them into this space? Like you talk about jumping in feet first. They're not, and yes, they're rolling it out in a phased approach, which I think is we can talk about why that's smart, but where they're going with this, if they pull this off, I promise you, you're going to see hotels, airlines, all these, they're going to be following very, very close behind. There's so many eyes on this launch these big brands if they can do this right and and i i don't have access i think you have access correct you have access yeah i have access yep yeah yeah. so i want to talk to you here in a second about this but from what i what just my research and and, and talking to people who actually have been in this space like what i love about this they're com- they're combining two things engagement and sales that's 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 the whole premise of this whole system. And I think it's beautiful because if you think about most reward systems that we know today, like we both speak on stage a lot, right? We got airline points. We got hotel points from traveling quite a bit, right? All those are based off me spending money. That is all That Those are all sales-based reward systems. I spend more. I spend money on credit cards or I spend money at their locations or on their service. I get points. Yep. Not, not do I, Hey, let me, play these games. Let me engage. Let me learn more about these companies in a more engaging in immersive way that I could actually be rewarded for that. That's what I love about what Starbucks is doing is they're, 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 that's that next layer of web three that we that we're going to be seeing from a lot of brands is how do we create these more immersive experiences so brands can build a, or so people can build a deeper connection with us because they know more about us. They know more about our products. They understand the supply chain, where are these what the products they're buying, they understand where it's coming from now. Like that is it's stories. You're very, very good at selling stories. You know how to do this. If you yeah. can tell an amazing story, you can put emotion into it. You can get people engaged. And then all of a sudden now there's brand loyalty. Right. That's that's what Apple did in the 80s. That was genius. Right. They built a following. And it was just where they told stories and they got this cult following behind them. And now me and we spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on their products because I've been a fan for 20 years of their products. Starbucks is doing the same thing with this. And I want to talk specifics about this. But my understanding and and let's talk to me a little bit of how this works. There's like two journeys that happen when you kind of open up this program. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they originally rolled out in beta and I wasn't selected as one of the beta um, members, but you know, and, and full transparency too, they are, they teamed up with nifty gateway um, as their marketplace holder. Right. I, Perfect. I am a nifty gateway uh, curator. Uh, I posted the nifty gateway back way, like any chance I could get hooked up on Starbucks. And they were like, none. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I, <laughs> I, I, I thought like, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to slide in the back door, but they rolled out the the beta. And like, this is also a lesson for what people like, we've screwed up what beta launches mean like in right. that three because like beta for every intents of purposes for all anyone that's been in the tech world beta is like we need to test with real people the 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 high like the max capacity we Stress need to test every aspect of the tech the ui the ux what you know what is our how does our customer service deal with things that's what beta is for right and so like i right. i mean the amount of like out uproar like when starbucks announced like the beta came out i think it came out two, three, fri- three fridays ago yeah i think it was like right around thanksgiving and people were f- freaking out and i was like well if they're doing it correctly they realize that i mean that amount of rewards people that they already have would break every new tech system that exists let alone nifty gateway let alone the blockchain like let's let's be very clear
0: ask that's <laughs> and- ticketmaster and taylor swift how that goes Yeah.
1: Perfect example. And Ticketmaster has been around for umpteen years, should have figured out that, that solution. The other part of this is they wanted to integrate it directly into the rewards and their app, which right. let's also face it, breaking that app to drop an NFT project. I, I wouldn't even, I mean, it, it would have to be in the, in the hundreds of millions per hour that that app would be down. Like it would 100%. be astronomical, right? Like, so like the risk on that. So um, uh, after, I think it was, I think it was like around day 18, I got the email and said, Hey, you were at the top of our waiting list. We've now given you access. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sweet. I, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll check that one out. So I, I go onto the site and I will tell you first impression of like the whole journey and the, the narrative. I was like, Oh goodness, they got this. Like it, 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 it like before I even clicked in the immersive experience, cause like I walked through a coffee bean farm, like literally walk through it, clicked on the things I wanted. And even things that weren't like prompted, it would tell you that's of the plants that we planted there a year ago, it takes this many years for it to grow. And I was like, Oh, but even their initial story of like, why do these things matter? And they were like, right. Our most loyal customers care so much about their coffee experience that we want them to understand all of the nuances but we also want to explain, and this is like one of the things I thought was genius. They tied in their investment into farmers, agriculture, and the environment without me feeling like it was an environmental pitch, without right. me feeling like they, because it was no pitch, right? Like right. they had a farmer and, and legit, like this was someone that is in the farm, like camera, you know, not overly produced. And he's like, Hey, what's up? My name is such and such. Welcome to our farm. We're gonna walk you through some of the process and how we actually do this. And I'm telling you every aspect. You click, you walked in the virtual arena. So you like, you like they're like, they're like, go up the stairs to um to the next path. On the way up the stairs, enjoy how we we grow this bean on the side of the mountain. And you literally walk up and you see the and they're like, these ones are the are the most mature. These, I mean, I'm talking immersive learning about coffee and honestly i'm a i'm a coffee drinker ish yeah i am not a coffee like
0: connoisseur you're not a coffee no, connoisseur no,
1: like, you yeah i like my dad has like the bean crusher and i'm like yeah that seems like a, a k-cup like when a k-cup existed i was like yeah, that's that's, that's fans so it was like realm right
0: i don't even drink coffee but i i go to starbucks i drink tea right but like right. But, well, but I tell what, you what they,
1: even, they even integrated that into the conversation, right? Because they, they integrated crazy. like why certain offerings are there. And then they also talked about like what where the coffee belt exists, like right? I'm talking things that I not didn't think I would care about. But as I'm like learning, I'm like, man, this is really interesting. Now, this was like the first journey. Like, as you mentioned, there's two journeys. And so you kind of clicked on there. The other thing was nice. You create an account. I created my initial account without connecting my wallet because I wanted to be like, what is like the average email... And it was silky smooth because they use Nifty nice. Gateway. Anyone that's bought one of my pieces of art, I thank you for buying my art. Um, you any? I mean, the amount of my friends on Facebook that said, Brian, I bought my first NFT on your Nifty Gateway because it was so easy. I didn't need a MetaMask. I didn't need crypto. I created an email account. I verified it. I corrected my, my credit card. That's the exact same process on Starbucks. So once again, Starbucks partnered with a partner that, that does this already has fine-tuned it in Nifty Gateway. Like, tip the hat again. The other part they yeah. did was they're, they're rewarding you with points inside of the Odyssey that can be used to buy future NFTs or what they call the future stamps in your passport. But what they also did that was beautiful is there is an element of, hey, we're going to have randomization kind of um, raffle-type type, uh, rewards for anybody that shows up every day. So if you show up every day, I, I, I literally have it now on my browser. I mean, this is how crazy, right? On my browser, when I open my computer, Starbucks Odyssey is a tab. Because each day I get to nice. shake the little uh, the little um, snow globe, and it gives me a stamp. And you have a chance to win Starbucks for Life, which is a credit every day for the next 30 years, is how they have it printed out. Starbucks for six months, Starbucks for a month. A free Keurig machine. Like They literally have, um, I believe I counted... 20 uh they have 12 rewards that you have a chance of if you get three stickers in your one of your 12 reward sections, you get that reward. Very cool
0: mechanics kind of like the McDonald's Monopoly game back in the day.
1: Exactly, exactly, without question. And the cool part is no purchase necessary. Right? Okay, no purchase necessary. Now engagement. The caveat to this is do you want to have a no purchase necessary of an NFT and earn your NFT? You simply do that by buying one Starbucks a week for five weeks. What do they do now? They now streamline it, connect it to the reward system, and they tell you, hey, we want to know, We don't want our NFTs to be in the holders of like people that don't like Starbucks enough to even go to the store. Right. One, one time a week. Like, I mean, I took my daughter's last Friday to Starbucks. They absolutely loved it. Both of my, my, my older two bought it. I'm going to Starbucks tomorrow. I already had it. Like I was going shopping for like two gifts. I'm like, you know, I'm going to swing by Starbucks, get my second one. Right. And so the, the people that got in on the beta two days ago, they were able to get their reward for their five weeks. So now the marketplace has NFTs in there. The other thing they've done, genius, is that you can't buy the NFTs until they are out of like the beta system as far as buying them outside of that first one. But the secondary market exists today. So you had to wait five weeks from beta because no one would have been able to earn it until they had their fifth purchase. Right. soon as their fifth purchase, they airdrop their stamp and they can list it on Nifty Gateway. Now, right. Some people, I think, initially, like the first day, I, I looked, there was a uh, 162 people that had it not listed, but 162 that that had the stamp. So like, that's my guess on the amount of people that were were both beta, and bought Completely. the coffee on like the very first day because it resets on Mondays. So like on Monday they went in right 162 people, right? Which to right. me was like kudos, like that sounds smart for right. beta. The other part of this is they like, well, if you want additional raffle points just add money to your gift card in our reward system. <laughs> Genius, right? Because cuz like they're going at this all like this is where like the opposite of like the Nike launch that we talked about. Right. They're like, "Hey, what if people have never been a Starbucks reward holder?" Right. And they go through the odyssey, "Let's if if anything, we just make them use our rewards app." Right. How much value pro- I mean, like that's ROI check boxes for for days, right? The other part of this that I thought was really interesting is that they have some like games that are fun for like, for like, like you hit the space bar and jump and you have to jump over a holly and you have to, you have to jump up and get your coffee cup. And if you make it to a certain like mark, right, it's like the basic games that we've all played, like from like the Yahoo games style. You yeah, get yeah. a of points. They give you an additional raffle component for each day that you go to the site. So you could earn up to four. So I played the game. And I'll just say, like, I'm not usually good at those games. Very first try, I was top 10. And they're like, they're little, like, it said, it's like, um, you know, you, you got your, your, your extra raffle. And I was like, on my first try, but it was like a lot of dumb luck. Like, I was just smashing the space bar. I'm like, wow, this is going really fast now. But so I got that try. Then they were like, add to your Starbucks rewards. We'll give you a third try. Got that try. And now the fourth try is I just need to gift someone a gift card with their in their app and I get four tries every single day to get these stickers to unlock like that 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 separate uh, and I will tell you it's holiday themed it's Christmas New Year's themed 100%. so you can already see that they're going to have they're going to have the Odyssey journey which is their year-round journey they're going to have themed journeys to capitalize on their themed drinks their themed products their themed engagement and guess what they're also doing They're making me come back. They don't have to post announcements in a Discord. They don't have to post things on Twitter because they incentivize me to show up. And like, I have two of the three stickers for Starbucks for Life. Now, it's probably like Monopoly. Like, I got the three easiest- uh, (laughs) You ain't getting boardwalks.
0: Boardwalk's hard to get. I
1: I got Park Place, which like all of us got Park Place. And uh, there's only nine boardwalks in like the entire world, right? But for me, I mean, I put it so much to where it's bookmarked on my thing. And so like- I think for every NFT project, I don't care. You're not a Starbucks. Every NFT project can think about what are the things I can do to get people to show back up? Because yes. I literally didn't have yes. to subscribe to an email newsletter. Like once again, kudos. Cause like I was so ready for like the marketers to ruin like the new, nu- cause I was right. like, Oh my God. If, I was like, if it tells me that I need to follow them on social and sign up for email <laughs> newsletter, to get this NFT,
0: join our discord.
1: Like, like I was like, web two all over again but it doesn't and i will say the other part that they did really nicely is that because they're using nifty gateway the marketplace is in usd so for people that want to go because like like one of my favorite things with you know with nfts as a whole is that hey if you want to go through and buy one every because i know people might be listening and be like but i don't want to buy a coffee every day for you know one one a week for five weeks well, right. guess what? I'm clicking right now on their website. I'm clicking right. go to market, like literally go to market. And it, right now it pops up. I, I have to do my two-factor authentication. So kudos to them again <laughs> on, uh, on you know, like, Hey, they're going to protect us because Nifty Gateway right. is really good with two-factor. So I'm logging in with my two-factor and you know, what's cool about it is I can buy, right? So like, this is for those that are like, I don't want to go through the, like kind of like the engagement farming. I can buy one right now. The floor is Ooh, floor is two hundred and ninety nine dollars. there has been eleven secondary sales, two hundred and twenty five unique owners. So I told you on Monday. Yeah. So this is Wednesday when we're recording this. So right. uh, there was one hundred and sixty one. I think on Monday, two hundred and twenty five people have met the more. beta requirements, which a hey, that sounds about right. the yeah. The volume the la- volume so far in the eleven sales is eighteen hundred dollars USD. Right. Now nice. the, 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 the truth of this is I don't even know, I don't really know what I get for my holiday cheer edition stamp, right? Like, which is the end of that journey. Like they haven't, right. they haven't even got us that. So there's been 11 sales with people being like, I don't want to wait the five weeks. Right. And I don't want to wait for like the utility. But for me, I'm like, Hey, this is week two. I'm i I'm just going to do my five weeks, but I will tell you, I got that marketplace up because right. if one of those sell, like someone posted for less than hundred bucks, I'm, I'm going to stop that. So that's playing into me as an NFT. Like, let's just say <laughs> NFT, like purist in the sense, like I might want to buy a couple extra to flip. It's right. playing into the person that doesn't want to buy anything that wants yep. to earn it. It's yep. playing into the rewards person that says, wait, this is a additional to rewards. And I will even tell you when my, I'm there with my daughters and I scan my rewards thing. And I told the lady, I'm like, well, this is for the Starbucks, uh, Odyssey. You know, I'm a big NFT guy. And she's like, Oh, make sure you look at our Starbucks for life uh, announcement right here next to the register. And I was like, <laughs> hold, and my daughter looks at me and she goes like, why does that make you so happy? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey. like a marketer NFT. Like I mean, that's the experience. And, and, right. and, and transparently no skin in the game, I yep. just got picked in the in the wait list, just like everybody else did. I have yep. no like, uh, you know, nifty gateway. I pay to put my stuff on there. I was selected as a curator, but talking about an experience that was done it right from beta to journeys to stamps to announcement. Holy crap, Starbucks!
0: No, that man, like, once you get me excited, I can't wait to my I get that email right. And you know, there's a couple things I want to I want to point out some of the things you just said. Yeah. Um, well, so but first my question is what was the first drink that you purchased in your odyssey journey
1: so i, pur- I purchased so i like to I, I purchased the gingerbread gingerbread sweet cream iced coffee was like my nice. my very first purchase nice. my daughters and funny enough my daughters got like theirs and my youngest hated the drink that she got she got like <laughs> thing, and i looked at her i'm like I just spent $5 for a thing <laughs> you didn't like. So my second purchase <laughs> was to get my daughter a replacement drink. And I'd already drank my gingerbread one. Cause it was like two o'clock and on the last day of school for my daughters of the school year. And then That's I bought funny. a, uh, a traditional uh, regular, you know, house blend coffee. So those are nice in that purchase. And like, honestly, they got, they got that. So I think total was $31, $33. Yep. They got that out of me because of this campaign as well.
0: A hundred percent. That's So That's this is a beautiful thing about this. Like they are, they're playing to both their, their customer loyals, their loyalists, right? That, Hey, like that, that, that carrot that they're hanging out. Hey, you want Starbucks for life? Genius. Genius. And you know how much that probably cost them. They, even, they, they gave away a hundred of those. You're talking 52 drink or 300 drinks a year, 52 whatever it is like that. Like it's 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 when it comes to their actual true costs, pennies on the dollar that that's going to be generating for from a value standpoint. But one thing I want to I want to I want to go all the way back to beginning around this kind of this onboarding experience and and this like this core odyssey journey that you they are uh, what what do they call
1: the coffee? I had Starbucks Odyssey, and then it's their journeys, coffee heritage, and the holiday. Coffee heritage, that's what it was, and and. I think this is where
0: and I've done this with clients back in, in the Web two space, especially ones that have physical products, especially ones that have any manufacturing involved. Like people want to know that supply chain. They like the, if you can bring somebody on that journey from nothing to how does this product actually get in my hands and show who's involved, how's built out. You go back to the to the to the artifact, the Nike. If Nike could actually take me through the development and the creation of a shoe. Like I'm already bought into that product. I'm, I'm into that journey. I'm into that story. And so if that's the first experience they're going to give you, like, like you were saying, like, you know more about this coffee supply chain than you ever thought you were going to know about this coffee supply chain. Right. And but it's a story though. Right. And now, you know, you remember the farmer who was, who, who picked up his, took his selfie video and was bringing you on the journey of what they're what their, what he's, what part he plays into the game. Right. So like we get so caught up as as, as business owners like, hey, I got to deliver quality products. But be, bring your customers along the journey, even if you have a digital product, right? Like you can bring somebody along from the ideation to the creation to the beta phase to the launch to the reef. Like there's so many things that you can bring somebody on the journey on. And Starbucks sounds like they knocked out the park to get you bought in to their product. Now, now you, you're bought into the actual creation of the product, not just the end product of, oh my God, this is the best coffee and it's convenient. No, I know where it's made. I know how long it takes for these for these beans that I'm drinking right now to be able to form to the point in time that now they're able to actually be created into this product. Right. Like so that was genius by them. And I think that's everybody that runs a business can take can learn from that lesson of think about how your product is created and don't hide behind doors. And that creation process bring somebody along that journey and get somebody to be bought into that journey. Then they're going to have a lot more loyalty to you, to your product, to your offer, to your brand um, for a long period of time. So I think that's it sounds like not only do they do that, they up that production level and that immersion level that I think Web3 is going to allow a lot of brands to do now is now we get to start talking about different immersions, not just 2d where we're so used to just dealing with 2d, watching things on TV or yep. being able to, uh, you know, see things in print or whatever it is. So, uh, and,
1: and, I, and something throw on on that, right? Like it was a metaverse like experience, but guess what? Yep. I did not have to do. I did not have to create an avatar Yep. because let's face it, I'm right. getting in there to learn about coffee. The last thing I wanted, right. to, I don't even want to connect my ready player, my Reddit, ready player me avatar. Like I love right. that avatar that I have, right. That does not have any use in here. It right. also gave me free to roam where I could click around and go where I wanted, right? Like
0: choose your own path,
1: like, choose your own yes. adventure. And, and it had the ability to skip through, right? Like I, cause I will tell you, I got in there and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to drag these videos to the end. Like, I, I mean, just like I took college, like, I mean, right. I, like, just give me that completion stamp. And all of a sudden, like, this is how good the quality was that I went, I like scanned it I'm like Whoa, wait a second wait, like what was that that video that, and it's like the and and she's like it's like it's like selfie cam video she's like so this is why I'm walking on the beans and moving them this way and then it's her talking I was like wait why is she walking on the bean like I almost started, I, I was asking questions that I had no plans on asking and it was it was so immersive that like I walked up the stairs I walked right. into the factory right I walked behind the thing and then I even walked here's the cool part I walked even even in the store that they have at their at this um it's in Costa Rica so it's their um hacienda alsaca al, al, oh i you I, can
0: wait and that's when you can like you can win a trip to that if you get a stamp right
1: yes so they're giving away, and and they said in the first 6 months i think they're giving away i can't remember what they their pr i think it's at a 100 A hundred trips to that, like that coffee bean tour, but like just even it's a, it calls coffee farm tour, explore the origin of coffee with a virtual tour of our Starbucks farm in Costa Rica and come back to test your knowledge. Cause that's the thing I didn't, I didn't throw in there that they did give you a little quiz and you could take it as many times as you wanted. But so they allowed you to fast forward the videos, but they still wanted you to take the quiz, which to me was like, okay, I like that. Like, and like, it's five questions. Right, and I will right. tell you on one of them, I just went through to try to guess them. I got four of the five wrong. <laughs> yeah, good job. But they gave me the right answer, right? So I like right. memorized. It. it was like A B C A A, right? So I was like, and, boom, 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 boom.
0: And think about what think about what you just said. And and from from a marketer standpoint, that we try to do well, for brands, our own brand, if we want something to learn about us, everybody has an about us page. Everybody has an about me page. No one reads that stuff. No one cares about when you oh. post about yourself on social media. But they just gamified. Sticking their values and the things that they want you to remember about them, their product, and things they gamified it, and they brought you on that journey. Now. And now they're quizzing you on that. Like now they're giving you homework on this because they want to reinforce that into your mind from a branding and marketing standpoint. But this is, and so I think this is what brands need to start understanding is this is the opportunity that you have with Web3, with blockchain, with NFTs, with Metaverse, all this stuff that we're talking about right now. Yes, it's the underlying technology that no one wants to talk about, but like they, these use cases, these experiences, you can't replicate that very easily in the world that we operate in right now on, a mass, on, the, on the mass adoption. These are the opportunities that we're going to be able to have and brands are going to be able to have as we continue to adopt this technology. But this is also why you see these big brands experimenting right now, because they're trying to find this right mix. I guarantee you, Starbucks did months and months of user tests, UI tests, UX tests that I think a lot of people skip over in this space, especially UX, UI and design standpoint that they've refined that to the point of giving you an an exceptional experience down to the smallest details. And that's just the onboarding, right? And now then we're moving now into the genius part of the engagement. You know how hard it is for for somebody to not only download your app, keep your app on your phone, open your app, not on a daily basis, but like on a weekly basis
1: or a monthly basis now. Or even a purchase basis, right? Like how many times do we have these great rewards on our app, our phone? Like every time I go to Home Depot, never remember that there's a Home Depot rewards ever. Like it doesn't even cross my freaking mind. Right. Like, but yet, I mean, like, and 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 just to clarify, I might have misspoke uh, spoke earlier too with the two journeys, right? Like the the coffee the hol- heritage a one, one and the coffee a one, yeah, yeah, yeah. the heritage one. I have to do the five purchases over the week. The the Christmas one um, that I that I did. Only thing I have left to get to do to get my my first NFT, my first stamp on the holiday cheer is to just go into the store and buy a gift card. So I, I forgot to the mention, they they allow me to order online. So now I'm using their mobile app. And then the third the, the other one to get the NFT is go into their store. Who the hell is going into a Starbucks and only buying a gift card?
0: Right. No one. But but yeah. you see what they're, they're they're training you in exactly what they want you to do. They want you to use their app. They want yep. you to get into their store, right? And this is but they gamified this thing. This is the genius behind all this stuff that they're doing that but that and but that's the big difference between I would say this and a traditional rewards program is this is the engagement side that no one deals with. Everybody just focuses on the sales side. So like that holiday journey you were just talking about Buying once a week for five weeks or whatever—that's more of a traditional loyalty program that most brands are used to. Yep. This engagement side, now I'm training you on the, how to be the best customer. You, I want you to be genius, genius. So I hope if you're if you're a brand listening out this, I hope you are paying attention to what Starbucks is doing because, and this is and this is where like do not do not get competitive and start pulling the, like being um. Thinking this is a negative because someone beat you to the punch or something like this is great for this whole industry. If Starbucks can pull it off to this, because all this is going to do is raise the the bar, the level of what do we expect as consumers. And this is going to push innovation. This is going to push better experiences. is going to be pushing better opportunities for us as consumers. So we should be cheering from the rooftops for Starbucks. We should all be using Starbucks. Like I, like you said, I'm not a coffee drinker. But you best dang believe I'm going to be in there. I will be walking in the Starbucks. I may – look, if I win a trip to Costa Rica, I will even drink a coffee.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's the win right there. And, anyway, like there's
0: – Let me, me like ask you a quick question on this. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you. So that point system, I love how they're doing that because they're giving you instant gratification every single day, right? They're getting you – letting you shake yep. the, 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 the globe and getting raffle and winning something. I win something every single day. Are those points, is that point system, do you think, is that on chain points or is that more of, are those off chain?
1: So they're off chain for sure. I think they're, okay. they're like, cause like, cause, and like the other thing is the certain journeys have these certain time limits, right? So like the, the heritage one, the main one has like a 365 days, like, but the, right. the holiday one, I just looked, I have 12 days remaining, right? Which makes sense. Cause it's a holiday, holiday cheer, but I've earned 300 of my 375 points. The cool part is those 300 points go to my main account and I have a total wow. of 600 points between both journeys, right? So at journey. some point, because I was in their piece, I'm able to use the points I earned. So even if you don't complete a journey, this is the other piece, right? They're rewarding for people for going along. I get the stamp if I go buy a gift card. But even if I don't go right. buy the gift card in the store, I'm still rewarded for going there and will be able to use those for buying, you know, using those points to buy something. So the question will become, can I buy an NFT or a stamp? with those points or can I only turn them in for, for maybe a Starbucks gift card, which let's face it, like they have a, they have enough product suites that like, (laughs) (laughs) they could pretty much work their way anywhere. But to your point, like I think it's a pretty neat balance of on chain, off chain where like the stamp is on chain attached to a wallet. That doesn't have to be a wallet. It's a passport, which means all you need is your email. But then there also are points that are traditional gamification, which I think for, for most people, like when I click on the um, the the, if I click on uh, the benefits one, they have a level one, a level two, and a level three, and so we don't. It says unlock level one when you have a thousand to three thousand points. So right. I don't know what level one Odyssey gets me, but I know yeah. that right now I have six hundred points and that i'm very close to having 800 probably by the end of the next week and i will be 200 points away from whatever level 1 is there so it's it's layered this gamification without complicating 100%. it and yep. i think without without doing the nike which we let's yes. back to the last one nowhere in there is it giving me is it selling me too much because right. i will tell you like if i knew that it was like level 3 and they're going to give me the starbucks for life for the first 100 people I would be like kind of like a little bit like overly hyped about like getting that, but the question is, right. they deliver that down the road. Like they don't know if all of right. a sudden this isn't as adopted as they wanted. Which is like what I right. think Nike did wrong, right? Like Nike is like, yep. we're gonna sell this NFT, we're gonna pre-sell the shoe. Oh, with the the cost of the shoe is way more than what the NFT raised, so we're just gonna give you a right. coupon of like that's right. like that attached to like the price point that you paid for the coupon,
0: right? Like, like, right. So
1: like, <laughs> is doing it right. Like they're managing expectations layered gamification but not overly yep. committing which i think is the most beautiful part of the whole thing and
0: i, and I would i would add what you just said too though it, it's that fine balance between going through maxi web 3 blockchain nfts etc versus slowly dripping and training people the 27 million people on this day and we we we've talked about this before. pretty soon we're not even going to know we're interacting with this technology, right? And I think yep. this is what's happening in, in that Starbucks app is people don't – there's going to be a, a big percentage of those 27 million that don't even realize that they're dealing with an NFT. They don't even realize that there's things happening in a wallet, right, or on, the cha- on, a, on a blockchain. So it's like that's going to be the cool thing about this is we're going to get away from – eventually talking about the underlying technology and actually talking more about the experiences and the use cases and things that you can do with that underlying technology. Uh and, and so and I, to
1: to your point real quick the only place time people are going to care about it being an NFT and they're not even going to know it's an NFT is the marketplace but the coolest part about this is back to ownership. Why do we, NFTs matter? like I tell you what like Delta Airlines right like I'm Delta whore, right I no question. <laughs> right?
0: You and your <laughs> connections.
1: <laughs> I take connections every. I live out of the Atlanta airport because I'm a Delta whore. But <laughs> the thing with Delta is I can sell my points back to Delta to get right. something, or I can gift them to a friend, but there is no marketplace. There is right. no they, ownership. They set, they set
0: the price. They set that <laughs> price on you could sell it back to them.
1: So if I finally gave in to Ash and Cat's idea that I shouldn't be doing layovers, and I switched to a different airline next year, I've accumulated all of these miles that are technically, I have to still go fly that airline, right? Where in this case, you could go earn all these things with Starbucks and then sell them. So like in the coolest of ways, whoever, like I I looked at the marketplace, the last sale, right? The last sale was um, $271. Someone just got $271 for a stamp. They went through and learned about Starbucks, they bought five weeks of coffee, my um, guess is, or they, bu- they went into the store, bought one cup of coffee, and they bought a gift card, right? Like, right. And now they just like ROI of like total time.
0: What other rewards system? $54, no. $54 a, a, a trip they could have spent and broke even on that sale, right? So I guarantee they weren't spending 50 bucks a, a coffee trip on those five. But like you said, 100%, you can actually, this is the beautiful thing about that digital ownership. They start once somebody awards those points to them or, or those that stamps them. Starbucks can't take that back. Starbucks can't say, "Hey, this is expired." Starbucks can't do. In date. you have ownership of that. And then, like you said, there is going to be a mark because you already know what's going to happen. There's going to be a couple of these people. I say a couple, a good chunk of these people that are, they're going to be. The, it's just like the sneakerheads. I want to collect every single stamp that a Starbucks ever has released. I want to have the full collection, right? Can you imagine what that stamp's going to go for Starbucks for life if somebody wanted to sell that one?
1: or right, like, let alone this time next year when they say if you have all five of our holiday stamps right we're gonna give you for christmas a cure egg with starbucks you know right starbucks egg. if you have the first five well, what does that do the people that got like three that came in late are gonna go back and buy it who does that reward those of us that were in early even right. if you gave up on it you could still benefit down the road like Yep. I mean, the the, the potential for them because they could even piggyback it on their like their their pumpkin spice that comes out next fall. All pumpkin spice lattes that are ordered, you can only order two per customer unless you have an Odyssey stamp from last year's holiday. And right. We're gonna let you order however many. You want. Like they could even do it to where it's not even giving something for free. It's like unlocking something right. that we all already want. Right. Like geez.
0: or or. Or, and I would even add, what if they came out with a flavor that you could only get if you had a stamp? Right. Like, so like there's that, that, that's. Peppermint mochas
1: next year, only for the stamps from this year.
0: Right, right. And so you think about this, like how much flexibility and options this gives Starbucks from rewarding people. Like this is this is changing the game in the loyalty space, because now instead of I just it's here's the points you, you, you can uh, you can get these certain things based off of how many points you accrue, which, remember, was only based on how much money I spent. Yep. Now I can reward people for being engaged with my brand and being engaged in this experience. And I can get I can start slicing and dicing however I want to, because you think about like as you were talking, like I kept picturing in my mind, Pokemon Go right yep. think about the different extra the journeys that they can take you on when they integrate ar cuz it will happen ar will be integrated Without question. at some point in time and so it's like it, this is this is laying that foundation now they're going to have so much options so many options excuse me on what they're going to be able to do to take it to the next level and I'm, i i i'm so excited from an industry standpoint that how this is being rolled out and how it's being created and the experiences given people because if you if you can if you ask the beginning of this year, hey, how do we get 27 million people to start using NFTs? Like, this is the opportunity that this, like, we're exposing this technology to 27 million people. And I would probably argue 80%, if not more, have no idea what an NFT is.
1: Yep. Like, And, and I'll tell you what, the other stuff. part of this, and as we, yeah, yeah definitely round of applause. I went to the store Scan my rewards to buy my thing, and I will tell you. I at the time believed there was me an eighty percent chance that I would go back onto the website when I got home, and I have to refresh and I have to type in my receipt or something ridiculous. Because know, like Everybody's. that's a whole nother. Like I'm using point of sale reward. I got I got back. I went to the thing and it said, "Congrats for your first purchase at the store." And I was like, "Wait a second! I just went to the Web Three Odyssey landing page an hour after I left the Starbucks with my daughters, and it not only like." you know, connect to the dots. It knew and like said, congrats. So, you know, like, like, like that, like the fact that it was, and you know, and it, it was the same, like, this was the other thing I was worried. I scanned it. And I was like, Oh, do I have to scan something different than my rewards that I normally scan for Starbucks? She's like, no, no, Odyssey and rewards are the same thing. I was like, <laughs> cause, cause you know, damn well, there's other ones that are like, they're gonna, they want to, they want to connect the dots on the front end. Like how right. many people are scanning our odyssey? Make them scan a second QR code. Screw right. you. You can, right. you can figure that out on the back end, Right. Because right. it's pretty much a very easy, like well, point. They've already, they've already
0: 20, they've already trained 27 million people how to scan through this app. Why are you going to yeah. make them retrain all that stuff? Right. That's, and, and I will tell you right now, that's like what you just said around their POS or point of sale system knowing how archaic that industry and that software is in that space being in that space you know i was i had a business in that space a couple a few years ago it is asinine that they could be able to pull that off like that is that is insane because even even the best case scenario now it's usually like hey your points will be updated in 24 hours right right like that's you see that a lot with restaurants hey you just you're if you're reward if you just purchase your points will appear in 24 hours why because Their POS sales has to get updated to the mothership that then has to update the database that is going to push it back down into my mobile app to be able to update my points in my mobile app. Them being able to like, so this is what I'm telling you is like them thinking through all these little details of this full experience, front end, back end, and that user experience. Like I'm so impressed. I'm so excited now, even more so to be able to check this out for myself. So. Um, Starbucks, you you just got yourself another coffee sale.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Nice job, Starbucks. So let's finish this episode on another exciting note, I think, for the space. Yeah. And it happened to be a pretty big name CEO coming into a pretty big CEO (laughs) role in uh, the Web3 world. And we were giving Yuga a lot of of, uh, crap earlier. We were talking a lot about the Nike and the big brands dropping it. But um, this news, when I saw it, and then I got like I got a text from my dad who doesn't care about NFTs, but he saw it right. on his Fox News and was like, "Wait, this guy is the CEO of what? Just left it to do what with those monkeys?" Like right. it was my dad, right. my dad's text. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what was your take on the uh, on the new CEO hire?
0: Man, Mr. Daniel, man. So like, if you so Activision Blizzard, right? Who he was COO for, like. They made waves earlier this year with that sixty-nine billion dollar acquisition by Microsoft, right? And so, if you got, if you're not even been in the game,
1: billion with a B, with a B, capital B,
0: that's a capital B, right? And like, if you think, if you haven't been in games, Activision Blizzard is kind of is one of the top gaming companies in the space. Like, this is the Nikes of the world of, of the of the space, right? Like, and so when Microsoft bought them, you're like, holy crap, like this is huge. Because this is gonna not only amplify Microsoft's Xbox business. They obviously have Minecraft. They have all this other. this, all these brands in the gaming space. Like, okay, this is gonna be big. Now, obviously, there's there's government things that they're figuring out and and DOJ investigations and, and the acquisition, whatever. But this dude, this, this dude was the COO. This was the dude that probably that was hand and foot in this acquisition deal. He was a CEO for two years. So not only you're taking one of the premier gaming Coos into Yuga, which we know are building other side, which is a gaming metaverse. On top of that, this dude has 16 years experience at Google. When it comes from e-commerce, dude basically She's set just up Google. Just Google. Just Google. Right. He basically set up all of Google's Asian operations. And now, on top of that, he has e-commerce experience at where he did MA experience. So, like, you think about all these skill sets Daniel has that is going to be able to come into play and help shape what other side's potential has? Huge. And let's just throw a cherry on top. Dude has a law degree from Harvard. Dude has an MBA from Harvard. Dude has a BA from Princeton. You know, some small schools here. So like, talk about an A squad player adding to be the CEO of a $4 billion business inside of this space. Everybody in this space should be standing on their chairs, giving everybody a round of applause and high fives because this dude can take Yuga to a whole nother level. But wait a second,
1: Jordash, isn't Yuga the company that is under SEC, FCC uh, <laughs> investigation? And aren't NFTs and crypto going away because no one with like smart money or smart mind, there's just a bunch of like, uh, you know, overweight, you know, orgies happening in the Bahamas from <laughs> the CEOs of these companies. Uh, I right. would never be like, why? I mean, no one's smart with a law degree, with a like literally a resume that just like, 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 and, and the best part was I saw him speak. They did a partnership with IBM 2016, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him speak. He wasn't, um, Blizzard, uh, CEO. He was, he was like on the board of something that was speaking there. And I remember him oh, being sweet. so, so like it was a Peyton Manning interview and then him. And that's how, this is how much I remember it. Right. <laughs> and like, I don't remember very many people I watched speak but he was so um, like his narrative on the future was not like overly one way did not sell you on like his background, but he had like this approach that was like very much like, I, I remember feeling like, wow, this guy is tapped in and he's tapped in in a way that he's looking at like, cause he was, I remember his converse, part of the conversation was like gaming and data to be used to fix healthcare. And I re- like, cause like the, like the, cause they were like, well, how do we get people to be- How do we better understand humans? Right. We need to right, gamify right. experiences. How do we understand gamification? We have to work with those that understand gaming, right? Like there was like a, a big thread there. And so like for all, like for, so for everyone that's going to, you know, sitting around your holiday table or the, all of your friends that use Sam Bankman freed or Sam Bankman fraud uh, <laughs> as the example and be like, dude, cut bait, get the hell out now. Right. I mean, a dude Dude. with that resume. And he went to a company that is under investigation. Like, he does not take that job (laughs) with his law degree. If he hadn't done his due diligence to be like, we're going to set the new precedent for all digital in the future, because that's what I believe Yuga is going to do with this. 100%. like the greatest. The greatest company that we could have had to be attacked by the SEC was them because they have the, and they have the resources to fight it, right? That's
0: the thing, and they have they they have the expertise to be able to and the, the resource to bring bring the expertise a la the Daniels of the world into this place. It's because we need. This is what's – and I'm not going to go political, but this is all these people trying to make regulations. They have no idea what's going on in this space. They have no idea what the tech is underneath this. They are they they legitimately are reading briefs and trying to make decisions based off that, right? Or they're listening to SBFs of the world to try to create regulations of this, like literally. And so it's like Yuga being able to have that seat at the table, yes, they're under investigation. Yeah, you know when want everyone wants to be underneath the investigation. But gosh dang it, I am happy they are if that was going to be somebody because they are – I feel like they are – going to do what is best for the industry, of course, it's going to benefit them. I, I would be, but it's it's going to benefit the whole industry at the time. But like you're 100% right. Daniel's not leaving his cushy, I'm not going to say cushy, his COO role of a company that just got acquired for $69 billion to go to this company if this is a fad, this is a fraud, this is a scam industry, yada, yada, yada. You can name, like, dude's not putting his reputation on the line like that. Dude's not taking a financial hit like that. And so,
1: can you imagine? Getting- can you imagine those Congress people. You know what they did for like Sam Bankman-Fried, and like what they did. Imagine when this guy sits down at the table. Right. All of right. that, like mockery. All of that, like you know, uh, you you're gonna tell this guy that oh, you're playing in the area that's only good for money laundering and for sex right. trafficking, like what that right. idiot did at the Congress. Right. There's no, it it changes the entire narrative 100%. because they go from attacking what they don't know and don't understand to being like, oh shit, it's I the think theory. I probably should start to <laughs> learn this because right. this guy is getting involved in it. And right. it, and it like I, I mean Daniel, we're kind of, we're kind of like building him up in that, but it's more of like what it represents at a greater macro scale 100%. is so freaking cool. And you know kudos to whoever on the Yuga team made it happen, right? Like, because, like, we, we can bury a lot of that, like, whole, like, management, like, uh, a lot. But, like, it took a lot. Like, I'm sure he asked for a lot in, like... Right. In, like, not only what he's getting paid, but in, like, securities and, like, hey, I better be able to control this. I better have transparency. Like, they, I'm sure they had to pull back the curtain of everything. And yep. the fact that they did it and got that, like, him, and I don't know if he was the first on their on their choice or their board, but it doesn't really matter. Because, right. like you said... Everyone, like I mean, of all the good things, like we should right now be talking about Starbucks and this CEO acquisition right now 100%. and drowning out SBK, you know like
0: a hundred percent and and two things on this though, like this also with some of the stuff that's came out about Yugo over this last year, like once again, you would think this dude's gonna do his due diligence and not as- associate his name with somebody that, that have been there, there's accusations being made by this company, right, early on, right? And so, like, that gives you confidence in that. But I would even argue kudos to the Yuga team and the founders or the co-founders to swallow their ego to a point that they say, we need somebody like this to help get us to that next level, right? And I don't know how that went down, but there's always, as co founder we've talked about this before, the people that start a company are usually not the people that take it to the next level. This is yep. a perfect example of, of this happening of, hey, we took it to this point and they had, an, I, I can't remember the lady's name that was, she was the CEO title of Yuga um, prior to Daniel, but it was like, hey, we need somebody who has this experience to help us navigate this next level that we're going to be playing at. That usually doesn't happen very well, especially early stage companies. And this is still, no matter how big they are, these guys are still an early stage company. Like they're a year and few months old. Like that's crazy. So I would that so that's 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 the thing that I want to make sure. But the last point you said, here's the thing you don't hear a lot about, though. Like we're talking about it. Your listeners are hearing it from us. But are you going to see this on the mainstream news? Why? Because this isn't there's this doesn't evoke emotion. This doesn't evoke fear. This doesn't evoke hate. This doesn't evoke anything that we SPF all day long. There's 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 a series coming out by amazon already bought eight episodes it's gonna be coming out next year right about that right so like that's where we we talk about follow the money and i would even argue this is following the money because this is following somebody who who has a lot of financial risk to make this move from where he was at to where he was going but also You have to do your own research and and not just believe everything, all the headlines that are saying is shaping the whole narrative of this space. There's a lot of good happening once you kind of get past the mainstream media. And and this is when I know we'll we'll be back in a bull run is when we start seeing a whole bunch of positive on that mainstream media side of things. That's when we know, hey, we we've finally came out of this bear and there's good stuff happening and they want to actually cover that. And I'm not against the media. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying you got to understand how this operates, how this machine operates. And if there's nothing negative, negative stuff gets eyeballs. Fear stuff gets eyeballs. Hate stuff gets eyeballs. Frauds gets eyeballs. Crimes get eyeballs. Celebrating a win or a celebrating a CEO or COO moving to a CEO role in this, that's not going to get many eyeballs unless you're in the business space or in this space. Celebrating Starbucks launching their loyalty program when there's probably ten thousand people using it. That's not going into Forbes. That's not going on MSNBC. That's not going on, you know, or CNBC. That's not like so. That's where you gotta, if you if you want to pay attention to really what's happening on the ground level, listen to this podcast. But also, you know, start get involved in the, in this in this space and start listening to the people that are closer to the ground. Don't just rely on that top level narrative because a lot missing from that top level narrative. And this is a perfect example. You're right. We should be celebrating this. And I think just from my feel, I don't know what your take is, but I feel like a lot of people are seeing this as a huge win in this space and there's, there's people talking about it. It's just not making it to that mainstream.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think part of that is like, we have to go out of our way to make it like overly right. Like even in a weird way, like. Right. I've probably brought up, uh, you know, Sam Bankman freed. I didn't do a whole episode on it because I was trying to like own the things that I know I need to own. Right. Like, Hey, like right. I'm not, I'm not selling unicorns, rainbows and BS, but I'm also one right. that's not going to have to like play into a narrative that I was already being like kind of pummeled out there. But like, even right. I was even thinking like we need to like, and this is, I think the takeaway for everybody listening, right? Like, we need to find great use cases that are setting culture and precedent and examples that we want to be emulated and we need to celebrate them champion them bring them up in conversation so when someone says something about such and such it's not about like proving them wrong like yeah sbk like but guess what he was he didn't the blockchain didn't make him what he was freaking he's a right. greedy person that was running a company that that allowed greed to take over and run that entire thing but yet it gets right. narrative here the crazy thing is this is kind of like the opposite of a greedy play with Daniel and Starbucks cuz they're both he's investing in the long term, Starbucks investing in like I mean, they took one of their most valuable valued assets in their rewards program and their mobile app and they said this technology is so important we're going to mirror it with it, right? So, I think for everybody listening, let's go out of our way, you know, celebrate these great use cases, hold people accountable. Uh we're not saying like toxic positivity, but Right. We probably need to do a little bit better job of making these, the narrative that we're clicking in on, on Twitter spaces, the 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 links that we're sharing, uh, because if we want the media to cover it, we have to give them, you know, more eyeballs and more reason to do so as well.
0: A hundred percent. You go in with your eyes wide open, right? Like that's, that's the, the name of the game, right? But we, it's, it's, this is just even from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, like as entrepreneurs, we, we get so caught up sometimes with where like the end destination that we want to get to or where we want to get going or we focus on the negative versus take time like daily like celebrate the small wins every single day celebrate the win small big medium because at some point in time those are all going to add up and i think this is what we got to just keep, keep reminding ourselves in this space of like celebrate the win of yuga hiring this daniel celebrate the win of starbucks sell so even celebrate the win of 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 artifact or we just tie this in a bow that of launching a physical product the first crypto shoes yeah it could have gone differently of course there's learning lessons from that and there's whole, there's a lot of learning lessons from all that but we still need to celebrate this was one of the first digital launches on a shoe on that on that mass scale at that level so like we can there's still a lot of celebration but 100 like we're not going to paint this as this is you know the rosy show but you know at the end of the day it is what it is and we just keep moving, but it just, like I said, for me, I'm always looking at it from that 30,000 foot view of how is my confidence for the, for what the direction and the trend that we're going when, when, and one thing I'll, I'll be adding here outside, even the Daniel news and other stuff, I just saw, um, this was just the other day. I saw we finally hit more VC dollars invested than 2021 and 2022, even through this bear market into awesome. this space. Right. So, Thanks. and, and a lot of that, and I think over 40 or 50% of that money was invested in infrastructure side of things, of Web3, right? Wow. So we're building foundations here. Yes, we may be in a bear market. Yes, all this other stuff can be going on. But I promise you, we're going to look back on 2022 in a, a year or two and be like, man, that's when everything was getting built. That's when these foundations were laid. That's when pillars were put in place. Now look how far we came. And we're going to be able to look back and connect those dots, which you know is going to be fun. So we'll remember on, the episode, on this episode to we'll look back on and be like, hey, remember when we talked about that? Look where we're at now.
1: <laughs> That's what we gotta do. That's what we're gonna do. And and just to shout out. You know, I want to thank everybody for their feedback on you know the first episode, of Jordash, that you and I did. We had a lot of people that said, Brian, we loved that. It felt like fly in the wall uh, conversation between the two of you, and and uh, we could take as much as you wanted that. So we just we just ran this nice nice little ninety minute episode, uh, and hopefully it was a, a value to all those that are out there. You know, please keep sharing out the podcast. Let us know your feedback. You know, even topics yes. that you want us to discuss or debate. Um, like I said, like I mean. The funny thing about it is we talked, uh, you know, Artifact, we talked Starbucks Odyssey, we talked, uh, you know, Yuga and like neither one of us have a ventured interest or we're not advising or like for me, like this was a fun conversation about our love for, you know, Web3, the tech, where this all space is going, but also kind of keeping it real and like, like we get excited for like marketing fundamentals (laughs) that are implemented in a way that are great for us as customers. I right? like. Right. I think every Starbucks customer will benefit because of the blockchain technology and how Starbucks is implementing that. How freaking cool is that? And so, Jordan, <laughs> this was great. fun, man. This was a this was a heck of a hey, time to buy. Uh,
0: 100 and I, I one one last quick thing man I, I i see you have your steelers hat on man i just want to give a shout out to we lost a legend uh recently man mr franco harris man so give a shout out to his family prayers all that good stuff man because he was a beast on the field and he was a beast off the field man it was that's a big loss for us um as a human as a humanity side of things
1: yeah 70 70 plus years old uh, uh and you know did an interview yesterday was feeling fine and unfortunately didn't wake up and um yeah, it hit like, my dad. My dad, he's only cried twice in my life when both of his parents died. Each one, one died and then the other died uh, exactly like 30 days later, uh, and he was in tears today. And uh, it was, yeah. uh, you know, Franco meant that much to the, you know, to the organization, a stand up, humble human being. Um, so I appreciate you uh, saying that. I think it's just another reminder, like we ha- we can't take any moment for granted. I mean, he literally, I mean, he is planning. He was, uh, he was uh, speaking on a board for a charity tonight. So, like, there was no, like, plans for him to wait, not wake up this morning. And so, uh, for all those who are out there, I know, you know, people are struggling, like, people are going through things. Um, but take a moment, you know, in all these moments and um, celebrate the good moments, cherish the moments that you do have with each other and, and all the things yep. we're doing. And, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Franco, and uh, to the family. And I, I think I might end up uh, taking a little journey up to Pittsburgh Saturday night and watch that freezing cold football game just in uh, in the honor of Franco on uh, on Christmas. Eve. yeah. Next. If I do, we, we, we can have, to have a little conversation about that later on. But
0: yeah, yeah man, for, I think you, you should.
1: I, I think I might do that. Jordash, for, for Jordash, for Fanzo, you know, thank everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Share the episode out. If you haven't left a review, love for you to leave a review on Apple. I know Apple is really the only place you can leave reviews on the podcast. Uh, give us a follow on the socials. And uh, until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for listening to NFT 365.
0: If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.